Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, many people are familiar with the two categories such as church and the state. It is often believed that this phrase church and state originates from the Constitution, but this is not the case. It was a term coined by Thomas Jefferson where he talked about a wall, yes, a wall, a separation between the church and the state. That is to say, in the United States, there would be no national church on the one hand, and on the other hand, the government would not interfere with the rights of citizens to have a free religious conscience. Now, we Lutherans, we call the church and the state the right and the left-hand kingdom. If you can recall, Jesus also makes this distinction between, yes, that church and that state, with these famous words, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. In America, while we are somewhat familiar with these two terms of church and state, well, we're not quite familiar with what is called the three estates. Yes, the three estates, or we could say the three hierarchies. According to Martin Luther, all of our human lives are ordered across these different spheres, these three spheres. In other words, you cannot escape these three spheres because they provide structure to all of our relationships and all of our interactions in life. They are how God gives and how God orders and protects your life and mine. We could say that they're a part of the fabric of life. So that brings forth the question, what are these three estates specifically? Well, you know two of them already, the church and the state. However, there's a third, and that is this, the family. Yes, the church, the state, and the family. And so these three hierarchies that are overseen by God and serve us They are that family, the state and the church, three spheres, three estates. Now, over the next three weeks, we are going to be looking at each of these three estates, with tonight providing more of a bird's-eye view on the topic so we may grasp what is at hand. So to get us started, we must understand that the family, yes, that family is at the most basic level, parents and children. Yes, what makes a family are parents and children. And obviously, we can think of the family a bit more broadly to include grandparents, uncles, aunts, and so forth as well. But back to the idea of parents and children. With parents and children, the family is that place where husbands and wives and children are loved, provided for, and shown mercy. For example, when a parent goes to work to make a paycheck, well, this occurs within the estate of the family. 
When a parent cooks a great meal to nourish hungry stomachs, well, this occurs within the estate of the family as well. When a father disciplines his child, or perhaps a mother teaches her daughter, even when a worker puts in an honest day of work, which many of you have already done this day thus far, and when you have respected your boss and put in a good day's work, well, this occurs within the estate of the family. The family is that one place where individuals like you and like me, where we should give and receive mercy and love, care, food, drink, housing, clothing, shoes, home, and an honest day's work. The family is where mercy is granted and where care is provided. Secondly, the state, yes, that state at its most basic level consists of rulers and citizens. Obviously, we can think of princes and governors and presidents and judges and senators and state officials and citizens and taxpayers a part of this estate as well. Now, between the citizens, though, and the rulers, the state is that place where anarchy, yes, anarchy, is kept at bay. Order is upheld. Lawlessness is punished. Justice is upheld. And peace is maintained. So, for example, when a judge sends someone to jail for a crime, this occurs within that sphere of the state. When you are picked up for speeding, like I was two weeks ago, (laughs) right? This is the state keeping good order. And we say thank you for keeping good order. When the National Guard is called in to keep civil rest, this is the state fulfilling its calling The state, it actually enforces order and it gives justice and it maintains peace. The estate of the state itself, the government. And finally, there is the church itself. At the most basic level, the church really consists of clergy and laity. Obviously, we can think of pastors and bishops and elders and acolytes, Sunday school teachers and parishioners as a part of this estate as well. And so, for example, when a pastor preaches the word and ministers the sacraments and parishioners receive, this is a part of the church itself. When you are sick at the hospital and a deaconess comes to pray with you or a pastor comes and serves you the blessed sacrament of the altar, this is the estate of the church. The church is where morals through those Ten Commandments are taught and forgiveness of sins is given and distributed. The church. Again, my friends, we have three separate estates. They are all different, as we have just heard. They're distinct from each other. They should not be mixed as if to somehow confuse their roles, because they each, in different ways, bless us in society, bless you and me. The family is all about mercy and care. That state is about order and justice, and that church is about morals and forgiveness. But as you know, life is not perfect. Wow, we certainly know that. Life is not perfect. Families fail. Pastors, yes, they fail. And the state, well, we certainly know the state fails as well. We all fail because of our sin sickness. Each of these individuals and each of these estates, they drop the ball, which results in one of the other estates trying to pick up after each other, pick up the slack, if you will. 
Or sometimes one of the estates will swerve out of their lane into a different lane, which will then bring about further confusion and conflict. And so for an example, when a family fails, sometimes the government will step into the sphere of the family itself to try and fill that void of failing parents. And so the state itself will, in essence, become a mom and a dad. And let us not let the church off the hook so easily. Pastors are often tempted to want to rule their churches and society and cities that they live in like politicians. Pastors will get bored with the word and the sacraments and they will want to swing that sword of the state to wield power and effect immediate change. Politicians, yes, politicians too, instead of seeking to keep order and justice well, sometimes they would rather pontificate from their podiums about morals as if they were pastors. Politicians, mark this, they love the drama of trying to be a messiah while also being a parent as well. The point being, when the government attempts to shape the church's ethics, conflict erupts. When the family stops giving mercy, love, and care to family members, well, the government begins to meddle in the estate of the family. And conflict, it erupts. And instead of pastors casting forgiveness into the ears of parishioners, laying that body and blood of Christ upon their tongues and into their bellies, well, when they instead swing the sword of the government... Well, conflict erupts. And it is not just those who are in the authority that mess up these three estates. Well, too often, parishioners, yes, parishioners, they run to politicians to tell them what they want to hear. In other words, parishioners will not like what they hear from the church, and so they will go to the state to be affirmed in the things that the state has no business weighing into in the first place. And tragically, bad things will happen to the family which will result in the family members blaming the church for failures in the family when the church is not the same as the estate of the family. The point being, there are three estates. These estates are not curses, though. They're not against each other. They are the ways in which the Lord wishes to bless us, not imprison us. God desires to bless and to provide for his creation. That is you through the family. He desires to give you mercy and care and love through the family. And through the state, order, peace, an absence of anarchy. And through the blessed church, to pour the gospel into your ears and the sacrament upon your tongue so that you may know with certainty that you are forgiven. Yes, clergy in the church are called to attend and shepherd and feed the people entrusted to their care. Politicians are called to protect and to keep order and to maintain justice for their citizens. And as we heard in tonight's reading from Titus chapter 2 and elsewhere in Scripture, parents are called to care for, provide, and raise their children. So my friends, whether you are a parent, a pastor, or the president, never forget that these are separate spheres, different estates with different functions. And as family members, parishioners, and citizens, remember that you belong to all three of these estates. Your whole life is ordered by these spheres as the Lord God provides mercy for you, as he provides order for you, as he gifts to you the gift of grace through, yes, 
the church, the state, and the family. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.